And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Hello, everyone, and welcome. We are live from the bunker, and it's Thursday. A little bit of a different setup here because I've got Junior Boss with me today. My name is Hi. Jason Hunt. Uh, James Hunt. All right. Yeah, you're right there. You're right there. And I am the editor here at SciFiForMe.com. He is here. Here. Probably going to uh, inherit all of this one day. All of this will be yours. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it's 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 ringing enthusiasm. Uh, I'm sure here. Uh, <coughs> we are broadcasting live to uh, Odyssey, Facebook, and YouTube. And uh, our our YouTube subscriber count is crawling toward 2,000. And um. I don't know how much of that is. Ah, turn that off. That that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. RJ over there, critical blast is everything the light touches will be yours. So uh, yeah, that's that's going to be a thing. Uh, okay, so let me pop that on and let's turn that on. There it is. Okay, but you are kind of cut off there. That's all right. So anyway, okay, so uh, yeah, the, the chat is active, and it looks like it's working. Uh, comments, if you're not here with us live, uh, you can always leave your thoughts that way, or you can send us an email live from the bunker at sci-fi-for-me.com and share your thoughts and uh, suggest your topics and guests for us to invite. And we are also available on various podcast platforms. Uh, I'm seeing we've got... Uh, listeners in Russia and France and Germany and Croatia and Turkey and New Zealand. So it's good to have all of you with us as well. And uh, if you are so inclined, you want to leave a rating or some kind of a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to this show, that would be appreciated uh, as well. And then I mentioned uh, social media on occasion. We do have a few of those. <coughs> Way too many of those. Like, all of them are too many of them. I'd, I'd happily get rid of all of them. But there's the list. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Gab, Minds, MeWe, Parlor, Locals. We do have a Discord uh, channel, but I uh, don't know anything about how Discord works yet. Ryan Gallagher and I are going to start powwowing on that. Figure Pure out a chaos. way to use that's, that. That's what it is. It is. It is. Yes. Um, is this we need to raise. Yes, it is. Okay. We need to raise that up so you're not leaning over. Let's. All right. Let's make that yeah, adjustment be, there. Is that that'd better? Be better. Yeah. That's better. All right. So here we are. Second episode of the second season. Of Lois, uh, I keep wanting to say Lois and Clark. It's not Lois and Clark. But before we get there, I do want to call people's attention to this thing. Back, back a long while ago, like in the late seventies, there was an there was an artist named David A. Kimball who drew the plans for the for the motion picture Starship Enterprise. 
And it was a way of taking all of the different sets and putting them in together in a way because he was he's a he's a cutaway artist. And they they went to him and he ended up drawing all of the blueprints for the sets, but also did this cutaway art. This cutaway poster, a lot of people are probably familiar with this piece of artwork here. Those of you who are listening, this is basically a like like those cutaway diagrams of motorcycles and, and hot rod cars. Kimball did the same kind of thing to the to the Starship it's, Enterprise. It's like when you open up a Barbie funhouse. That's what it looks like. Yeah, well, and, and you have this, you have the diagram that shows where everything is. You know, the rec room and the engine room and the botanical gardens and and sick bay and the captain's quarters and all of that. Well, a couple of days ago, I ran across this in one of the Facebook groups I'm in. Somebody, I believe by the name of uh, Bruce, has built, scratch built, a model of the Enterprise based on the cutaway drawing from David Kimball. <clears throat> this is such an impressive piece of work and I cannot even imagine the amount of time that it's taken him to do this because it all has to be done by scratch. One little piece at a time. Of course, it's got the LED lights, so it's, an, it's a lit model cutaway. Uh, there's the rec room right there. You see as, as much detail that's in there, those little uh, sunken conversation pits that, uh, that we saw in the first film. You know, all of the wiring there and the thing. There's the landing gear for the saucer, if it ever had to separate. Although somebody did raise a good point. What are the odds that a torpedo takes out one of the landing gear? Because it could. We saw a torpedo go through the saucer in Star Trek VI. There's an incredible amount of detail on this. Because it looks like this is just one of the regular AMT models of the, of the motion picture Enterprise. But anyway, I just wanted to... Wanted to bring that to people's attention because it's very cool. Because it is. <clears throat> and we're still not nominated for a GLAAD award. Or a Hugo. Or a Dragon. I guess I'm okay with that. So, Alright, so... Uh, okay, so Superman and Lois. I will get this right eventually. Superman and Lois, episode 2 of the second season. Now, um, RJ, I'm going to... I'm going to pull this one up here, your comment, which says, we got a season and an episode before it turned its eyes toward wokeness. And I'm going to circle back to that because I know what you're talking about. And maybe, maybe not. Let me get my, let me get my jacket off here because I'm getting a little warm. All right, so this, this episode... We have, <coughs> excuse me. We have three stories. We've got, we've got Clark still having his visions, nightmares, uh, and that affects his ability to stop some terrorists. And it turns out that Tag, uh, who we saw in the first season, get speed powers. He's now part of this Department of Defense uh, super team that they're putting together. They're assembling new people and, and giving them the Superman crest, and he's not too happy about that. So we got that storyline. We have uh, the Sarah Jordan storyline. We have the Lois Natalie storyline, and I think those two are going to intersect. 
And then we have the, what other, what other storyline do we have? We got, we, I guess we got Jonathan's the, no, we got there. the, we got the Lucy thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the mayor. Yeah. And La- Lana has decided that she's going to run for mayor. Yeah. And Jonathan's feeling weak. I Jonathan's guess. feeling weak. Yeah. He's cause <clears throat> you've got a football player who's apparently, uh, apparently using, uh, chemical assistance to, uh, to be able to bench press 300 pounds. So, oh, Robert, thank you very much for that award, sir. I guess I don't, I don't know. Robert says, I can bestow a Canadian gay media award. Thus, I declare you a very gay YouTube show. So I have written, so it must be. Well, all right, we'll, we'll take it in the spirit in which it's given, right? So, <laughs> so we've got these, uh, we've got these storylines. We've got, um, we're, we're working towards the review. We got a better look at Doomsday to uh, this time in the in the mine. We have um, John Henry and Lois working together to figure out the the earthquakes. We've got Lois coming back, and and this this story is coming back to haunt her. That is now starting to fall apart because one of the people that she interviewed for the story apparently is going to start recanting everything. And it looks like it's a very real possibility that could be her sister, Lucy. And this, there are, there are pieces of this episode that if it's not done right, this season could go very quickly off the rails. Yeah. So let's... <laughs> Let's parse this out a little bit. Hello, Bianca Zombie. Good to see you there. And where do we start? Where do we start? Let's let's start with the Doomsday thing first. Okay. Because the Doomsday thing, or you got to be right there. You got to stand a little bit. I know. I know. I know. No, the other way. The other way. Oh wait. The other way. There. A little technical problem there, folks. Yeah. So, um, okay, so let's start with the Doomsday thing. This is now the fourth adaptation of the Doomsday story that we're getting in filmed media. We got it in Smallville. We got it in an animated thing. We got it in Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. And it was in Krypton. I feel like there was something else. Well, I mean, the Doomsday story has been out there. Yeah. I don't want to see the Doomsday story again. I think it's time to retire Doomsday. I think uh, I think he's played out. I think that. See, the thing is, I just want to see a good Doomsday story, but we've seen him so many times that we're tired of seeing Doomsday. To. To the point where. I don't yeah, care if it's I mean, a good it's story boring. or not. It's, it's, well, just, see, it's just Doomsday now. Okay, there, the, the, premise, the premise of your statement is flawed. There is, there is not a good way to do Doomsday. That implies that there's different different ways well, to do it. Well, okay, there should and, only be one way to do Doomsday, well, but they have shown that there is more than one. Doomsday which, comes out, Doomsday kills Superman, Superman comes back to life. Yeah. That's the Doomsday arc. And I'm, I'm a little tired of it. I'm just saying. I'm just. I guess what I was trying saying. to 
you know, get at was he wasn't even Superman yet in Smallville. Yeah. Well, there so there that. was no death of Superman there. And in Krypton, Superman hadn't even been born yet. So. Right. When I say that I want it done in the right way, I want them to finally do death of Superman and earn it. <laughs> They're not going to earn that. No. Uh, no. By the way, Dave, Dave loves the T-shirt. I'm wearing a Starlog T-shirt. I got these. Where did I get this? Where did this come from? Was it? Didn't they mail it to you? I got it from Fangoria. Did I get it from Fangoria? From Fangoria's shop? Yeah. When they when they first relaunched, I think I think I don't know. I I'd have to look that up. But uh, yeah, it was it was available. And <clears throat> speaking of Starlog. I have uh, I have had a conversation, uh, and it's been a number of months now, so don't hold me to this. But I got told at one point that the people who now own Fangoria, because mess, new owners of Fangoria, and as a consequence, in addition, they are also the owners of comic scene and Starlog. My understanding is that at some point, and it got delayed because of all of the mess that happened, at some point there's a plan to at least revive Starlog digitally online. I think. Maybe. It depends on how things go. Uh, Keely, good to see you there in the chat as well. What's going on? We're talking about the latest episode of Superman and Lois. And that's um, what it is. Thanks, everybody. That, no, going back to the doomsday thing, I know it's just a silhouette. Yeah. He already looks bad. Well, uh, RJ says Doomsday was animated twice. I don't remember the other part of the other time that so, it was. the but, animated series... Then you got the Death of Superman animated movie. Uh, well, okay, yeah. And yeah. I want to say he appeared in Justice League action as well, but I don't know. Uh, that was a bit you could be right. It, it, yeah, it could be. It could be right. My my thing is that if you're going to do something like that, and you're going to have, um, you're going to have this story that has to be done. Because somebody somebody has decided that it has to be done. And I am not a big fan because it's just going to be one of those things we're just going to have to do it again and again and again. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm bored with Doomsday. And for them to come in and do this. Now, having said that, having said that, let me also say, that I'm allowing for a possibility for Todd Helbing to surprise me. Because when we sat there and you know, Superman and Lois and all of this and we weren't sure. And then, and then the season came out, the first season came out, it was very strong. It was very solid storytelling. It respected the characters. Todd Helbing had done a number of interviews that basically showed that he has an understanding of what makes these characters tick at the core of Clark and Lois, what their what their essence is. 
So, so Todd Helbing has earned a certain amount of trust from me. And the twist with Captain Luther becoming John Henry, John Henry Irons, that, that bought him a little bit more trust. So mm. I'm willing to let this play out and see how they're going to play it. Because when Zod showed up, ish, as a, as a mental presence and he took over Jordan's body... I thought, oh crap, we're gonna do Zod no, again. No, what? Zod took over Clark. Zeta Rowe took over Jordan. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Zod, Zod just showed up for that one episode and then was right, gone. and 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 they wiped out. They they brought back Zod. Everybody kind of went, oh no, Zod again, because Zod's another one that's overplayed. And then he was gone. I thought, oh, okay, this is good. And Helbing, in a recent interview, has talked about, because he's talking about Doomsday, and he's talked about how they've done villains and done a little twist on the villains, and I, I guess you could count, you could count Morgan Edge and the Eradicator in that as well, because in the original comics, Morgan Edge is just a guy who owns the media network. He's not an alien, he's not a Kryptonian, he's not, he's not Kal-El's half-brother. The Eradicator... They did the Eradicator fairly well, but then when when the Eradicator merged with Morgan Edge, that's kind of when the whole thing did its own original thing. That's not in the comic books. But if this goes the way I think it's going to, Well, I can't even say that. I can't even say that. Uh, RJ is giving us deets. Superman, Doomsday, and Death of Superman. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, 11 years apart. Thank you uh, for that. <clears throat> All right, oh, so did they do a Doomsday movie in 2018? They did Death of Superman in 2018. Oh, okay. They did Superman, Doomsday in 2018. I, I knew Superman, Doomsday. <laughs> I didn't know about the 2018 yeah. one. So here's, here's what I'm thinking. Because, and I'm extrapolating here, and tell me, tell me if you think I'm I'm onto something here. Because over the last, yet last week's episode and this week's episode, when it comes to we mentioned the the resolution, the beginning of the resolution between Lois and Natalie, that could very well have been something that played out in this angst-driven drama arc thing with tears and yeah. angst and weepy and all of this for six or seven dozen episodes. And it didn't. It was like, first episode, here it is, bing, bang, bang, all right, we're on to the next thing. If they do Doomsday that way, and, I, and we've got a hint that there's going to be another villain that shows up in the season, but with that ending of her calling that guy, I think Doomsday is going to be back. Well, we haven't gotten there yet. Right. Doomsday okay. is still coming. I, I want to maybe hope <clears throat> that Doomsday is a precursor to Brainiac. Because if... And and if we go with the whole Doomsday is a Kryptonian super weapon, like some some storylines have had it, 
then what activated the super weapon, right? And that would have been possibly the use of the eradicator. Well, how did, how did that wake up doomsday? So maybe Brainiac detected eradicator. Hey, there's Kryptonian technology. Oh, there's Kryptonians here. They'll foil my plan. Release the doomsday. You really want Brainiac. I think that would be a way that you could bring Brainiac into this. And, and you, you subordinate the doomsday arc into something that feeds into something bigger. And it doesn't become just the thing. Because as many times now as we've seen doomsday kill Superman, we know Superman's going to come, come back. So it's not enough to carry the entire season. And I, I think, I think, what if Brainiac's not Kryptonian? What if Brainiac is an operation of the DOD? How would you? mm, No. Now, Helbing has said they're going to do twists on villains. So something unexpected. I don't think we're getting Brainiac yet. I'd love to see Brainiac. What, okay, you talk about you talk about Garfin putting that that photograph out of Danny DeVito on his yeah. Instagram. What if Danny DeVito is playing Brainiac? No, <laughs> no, he'd be Mixius, but look, I can buy I can buy Danny DeVito as as Mixius, but like that's yeah, that's yeah. good. I'm okay I, with I that. Work. I'm okay. It, with again, I'm still on my ride or die. Jeffrey Combs as Brainiac because he'd kill it. I, you know, well, you can still do that, but if if the I, DOD now remember because he was talking about in this in this episode Anderson was talking about well I don't know why we have these Kryptonian specialists if they're not going to be part of the team that implies a couple of things one his superpower team that he's training are not Kryptonians well they're all they've got their power somehow else I guess well well it's that, that plays into something else in this episode I think not only is he making his own heroes yeah. He's making his own villains because there was that guy at the airport that mm-hmm. was using using the kryptonite. I wonder yeah. if Anderson setting that up so could his be. guys could get more publicity. Oh, I'm I, I have no Superman. I have no doubt that Anderson is is crooked. Uh, RJ says John doesn't want to put on the armor, so his daughter will. The military will make the Superboy clone. Cal's half brother will be, go full Eradicator. Anyone else missing? Well, actually, um, to to let's see that comment steel, on that. That steel yeah. Superboy Eradicate, Eradicator. We still need Cyborg. We need Superman. Cyborg. Yeah. yeah, Cyborg Superman. Um, to talk about that though, Henry Irons will be suiting up next John week. John Henry Irons. John Henry Irons. I know. I'm saying his last. Yeah. Whether um, no Hen- Henry is his middle name, John Henry Irons. Okay. Irons is his last name, not Henry Irons. Irons. It's John. Listen, Henry there's Irons. too many Johns. There's too many Johns, so I kind of just say Henry Irons. Sometimes. Well, that's why he's going by the name Henry right now. But yeah, John Henry Irons. Henry Irons. Is, okay. So um, anyway, he will be putting on the suit next week. We've seen the teaser, and it's going to be him fixing up the suit from some sort of very large fist in the chest. That's what yeah. we've seen from the ad, the the promos and stuff. 
Yeah, RJ says, I'm just waiting for John Diggle to put on the ring. Keep waiting. I, You know, yeah. I uh, we were talking about that before the show started. Uh, James was saying something about Batwoman, I guess. I guess... I guess David Ramsey's been appearing over on that show he, on occasion. He apparently showed up. He said that he refused to put on the ring and the box has sealed itself up and he's trying to get it back open. That's what's happened. Okay. See, so that's they, different from what you told me before the show started. You didn't tell me anything about the box seal, sealing itself up and him wanting to get back into it. You interrupted me before I could. Oh, sure. He's the sure. reluctant it's, it's Green Lantern. It's my fault. Yes, he is the reluctant Green Lantern. I mean, he's the one that that is a little bit more down to earth than the other ones. But I was I was worried that you know they weren't just going to put in that scene if they're not going that route because yeah, eventually they could have just forgotten about it. But if they really just brought him back with the box trying to get it back open, yeah, that means he's already rejected it. And if they wanted to go with the route and because they couldn't show Green Lantern. They just go, he rejected it. But if he's actively trying not to, they've either shot themselves in the foot or we're getting Lantern. Well, he's, okay, eventually he's going to be that. Whether or not it's part of Justice U or if it's going to be something else, that remains to be seen. But I think from the get-go, as soon as they made him John Stewart Diggle, as soon as they did that... There's always been this possibility that he was going to be the John Stewart Green Lantern, yeah. and and whether or not that pays off depends on a number of different things. Does the network want it? Does Ramsey, you know, want to go down that road? Do the, does the Berlani team want to go down that road? Do they want to have him on as a supporting character in another show? Do they want to try to give him his own show? It could Justice You possibly be? Oh. I think Justice oh. U is going to be kind of like... I don't think Justice, Justice U is going to happen. Here's what I think. What if Justice U is a cover for Mosaic? For what? Mosaic. What's and that? Mrs. Boss, I could I could cut your allowance. <laughs> You're getting allowance? I feed her. <laughs> Mosaic. Okay, uh, explain. so for those for those who didn't follow the comics, um, John Stewart in his time at Green as Green Lantern, there was a there was a particular storyline where John Stewart ended up responsible for the destruction of an entire planet. Oh, and Mosaic was the story that that peeled out of that, where um, there was this planet, and a number of different civilizations had been captured and put on this planet together, a patchwork of various different things. And he became the Green Lantern who took responsibility to sit there and say, okay, I'm going to try to help all of these people deal with the fact that they're all stuck here and now they've got to go all get along. That's, that's very broad strokes on this story. So what if... David Ramsey gets John Stewart's Green Lantern, and he instead of really instead of recruiting the next generation, you know, because that's Umbrella Academy, we don't need that again. What if it's cover from Mosaic? They end up doing doing something like that. As where, much as I would like to say yes, I don't know. There's I, no way that we get two Green Lantern shows. Well, there's that because well, mm. no, because Berlandi's involved in the other one over on HBO Max, so they could cross over. And John Stewart, as far as we know, John Stewart is not part of the HBO Max show. 
it's going to be Fair Alan Scott, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. As How, Kyle. Is, it Hal, is Hal in that or is Kyle in that? I don't know which one. Oh, is Kyle going to be in it? That'd be well, cool. Kyle's a Green Lantern. Then why not have Hal as well? I, I why is think... Alan Scott there? He's not part of the core. Well, technically no, but retroactively, yes. He's a Green Lantern. He's not part of the Green Lantern core that's run by the Guardians of Oa, but he's a Green Lantern. So Unless they're doing a... Com- it differently for a new earth because we've got Alan Scott <laughs> I don't on Stargirl. I don't know. By the way, uh, I don't know Sorry. if anybody saw this or not. The word is that Grant Gustin has been spotted on the set of Annie Muschietti's The Flash. Just saying. I, I, I'd like my 10 bucks now. I didn't, I, I didn't say he wasn't going to be on there. Yes, you did. I said you, it's unlikely. You, no, you said <clears throat> there is no way that Grant Gustin will be in the movie, and that I was getting my hopes up. Well, I said you were getting your hopes up. Anyway, all right. RJ says, every space sector gets its own Green Lantern, but Earth is such a mess, we need a handful of them. Well, they can't keep a hold of one. Right. So, all right, so... Okay, um, we should probably talk about the actual Well, episode. we talked about the episode. We talked about the doomsday aspect of it. When we get back, we're going to take a real quick break. When we get back... I want to focus a little bit more on something that RJ said at the beginning of the show with regard to the whole going woke thing. So uh, we'll we'll start with that when we get back right after this. Don't go anywhere. Broadcasting from the super-secret underground bunker at World Headquarters, this is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. The concept of flying cars uh-huh. is just a terrible, terrible idea. Yeah. It is a disastrous idea. People can't drive on a level flat surface, yeah. let alone, you know, it's, uh, trust me, this is one of those things where you want Khan to be thinking two dimensionally. The H2O Podcast, Monday night at 8, only on Sci Fi for Me TV. Foreign Bodies, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sci Fi for Me TV. Back live from the bunker. Jason Hunt here along with Junior Boss. And you. We're glad you're here with us. Good to see everybody in the chat. Um, so during the break, we're, we're running a count of how many Green Lanterns there are on Earth. So we've got Alan Scott. I'm at eight. We've got Alan Scott, Hal Jordan. Uh, Guy, Guy Gardner, John Stewart, Kyle Rayner. Um, what's her name? The new Jessica one, Cruz. Jessica, Jessica Cruz, Simon Baz, Simon Baz, Jade. Is Jade? You mean like Alan Scott's daughter, Jade? Yeah. Is she? A, is she a Green Lantern? Was she not? I don't know that she I was. She was. Um, um, Ginny from the new Star Girl show, but I don't. I don't know if you want to count that. Well, there's that teenager. So how, how many? We we were running off the names, but we weren't doing a count. So Alan Scott. Al, Al Jordan, uh, Simon Baz, John Stewart, Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner, Jessica Cruz, Teeny Bopper, um, Jenny. Well, uh, 
that could be the one that I'm thinking of from the comic. They could have taken. Oh no no no! This is this is just a new Star Girl thing. She's based off Jade, but she has the ring. Okay, so yeah, that's that's nine. That's nine. And usually, there's at least one. Yeah, for t- uh, the future. Yeah, you're stories. right. You're right. Uh, far sector GL. That's that's ten. What's far sector GL? That's a far. She's a she's another Green Lantern. I'm trying to think who else. She has. I don't know the name. Um, is that is it? Who's who's writing that one? Is that um, is that in? That's the one that N.K. Jemsen is writing, isn't that? Uh, is there uh, a is there a lantern in? The Titans at all? I don't think so. Okay. No. Robert in the chat says, Hey, I've just found your email. I'm downloading my Lovecraftian effort by Hunt and Harvey Productions as we speak. Technically, it's just some guy productions and Devonshire Jamestown Picture is the production company. It's not Hunt and Harvey Productions, but that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. There's a limited number of, of letters that you can have in the text. Um, so, okay. So, um, so to, to RJ's point from the beginning, he was saying that, you know, we went a season and an episode before it started, it started to lean woke. And I think I know what you're talking about. You're talking about Sarah and Jordan. Let me, let me get your reaction. First. Actually. Okay. Let, so what I want to say real quick mm-hmm. about kind of overall everything, but also right. leaning into this. The reason that I have not been liking these two episodes so much is we already know what's going to happen. I think Helbing has spoiled our watching experience by knowing that it's going to be Doomsday. Because that was the one mystery that we could have had. Because as soon as she came back, I went, she, she, she got with somebody. And as soon as it started going on more, I went, it was with the girl. I don't know why, but I saw it a mile, a mile well, coming. Considering it was a girl's camp. I mean, that's an. That's oh, I didn't easy, catch that it was an old yeah, girl. It's an easy, an easy pr- uh, uh, prediction. To make. Oh, I thought she was just a counselor at a camp. Okay, yep. so I yeah. didn't see that one coming as much as I should have. I think. Um, well, I think part of the doomsday thing. I mean, the first, the first episode, we get the hand that comes up. We got the, we got the, the, the Iron Man thing glowing here on the hand of the tech, which is comic book accurate to the very first it's the containment suit that we first saw doomsday in when he first appeared in the comic book so right even if helbing didn't confirm it people who are paying attention would recognize the suit and we know oh well that's doomsday Here well actually comes. i've been looking at a lot of reaction channels they didn't get that at first because of the lights the lights were throwing everybody off. Yeah, but this and some people the, were thinking part of the suit. But some people were thinking it was Metallo. So I wouldn't have guessed it was Doomsday because one, I, in my mind, I would have been like, "There is no way they're doing Doomsday." And two, mm-hmm. yeah, the lights were throwing me off too. I was like, "That's not Metallo, is it?" So there was still there still could have been enough, you know, rumors and trying to figure out who it was. Yeah. All right, but, keep, keep vamping. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna look something up here. Well, with the Sarah thing, I already knew what was going on. With the Lana thing, you know, trying to build up to her becoming mayor, I already knew that was gonna happen. I already knew, you know, from a mile away, Talro was gonna have powers and an ulterior motive, but then turn good because mommy said so. I mean, I 
everything was so obvious and predictable. Except, and, except he hasn't he hasn't turned good. No, but he stopped, and you can already tell that. Him bringing out his mother in the first place, their mother, mm-hmm. was a sign that his humanity was showing. That he still is a sad kid trying to find his family. That's that's what it is. And like I liked it, but it was so predictable. I knew he was going to turn, but he knew he I he wasn't going to go, you know, full bad. I knew just all the drama everything was predictable and yeah. i wanted one surprise we didn't even get that so when we finally see doomsday in the episode it's just oh there he is yeah and, and he doesn't even look good this is uh this is an image from uh his first appearance so this is the containment suit that he's in when we first meet doomsday all the way back in the way back yonder before times. So, you know, the suit, yeah, the glowy, the glowy lights things, um, maybe not, maybe not part of it, but it's a, it's a containment suit of sorts. And then of course, you know, you're, you're in the, you're in a mine. So there's, you know, we're going to, we're going to throw the fog machines up. We're going to have all this dirt. So of course lights are going to be there to make it a little bit more spooky and mysterious. He's also just too small. We Doomsday shouldn't be human sized. Well, okay. Also, he I can't could. Tell if that's an insult or a compliment. No, that's that's actually I. It's 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 fine. It's fine. You know, <laughs> RJ says Junior Boss can write a CW episode the way I can write a Hallmark Christmas movie after the first five minutes. And Hallmark Hallmark movies do follow a formula, but I think there is there is the possibility. And I don't know that this is going to happen, but this is a this is a what if that if you know it could be something like Par- Parasite, for example, where the longer he goes, the more he does, the angrier he gets, the more power he absorbs, he gets bigger. Right. Maybe. Okay. So there. I mean, it's still early in the arc. I mean, there was an explosion around a bunch of ex kryptonite, yeah. so I guess that could They could enhance it. I just But to go to go back to the Sarah Jordan thing. Given Okay, there's a couple of ways that this could go. <clears throat> so Sarah comes in, she's all all feeling guilty and you see the the whole thing. And by the way, I got to I got to give props to the kids in this show. They're doing a really good job with the material that they've been given. And <clears throat> you can tell Sarah is bothered from the very beginning when we see her. And when she admits to Jordan that she kissed a girl, you know, Jordan has his, you know, his his expected reaction that he's he's, you know, understandably upset. Not really so much that it happened, but that she hid this from him. She kept it from him. This is a secret now. And you've you've deliberately withheld information from me. So now we have a trust issue. I don't I don't think that this is going to play out over the entire season. And the reason I say that is because you look at when I mentioned before last episode when the Lois Natalie thing 
seem to have some closure to that particular arc, and now we're moving into something else. And, of course, Lois is overcompensating by building out the big country breakfast in this episode. There's a couple of ways this could go. Either Sarah, Sarah is telling the truth, and it was just this thing that happened at camp and then done. Or they're setting up Sarah and Natalie because Natalie now is over there impressing Sarah with her mechanical acumen and getting the Firebird to start. It's too soon to tell one way or the other how this is going to go. Um, yeah, RJ, you're going you're gonna to see this. Uh, the shipping between Sarah and Natalie are going to happen no matter what, whether it's actually going to be a thing in the, in the show or not. But given that... Given that there's resolution in a number of these little character dynamic pieces quickly-ish, we'll see in the next episode or two which direction this is going to go. I don't think they're going to get together. I don't think they are either. No. She also seems totally clueless to Sarah flirting with her. Sarah's not, I, Sarah wasn't flirting with Nana. I, I Sarah I picked up Sarah on was something. just Sarah was surprised was impressed that Natalie knows cars because she's a gearhead like Sarah. Is. Well, you she's also like, well, we, we also have had to look at Natalie invited Jordan to go with yeah. Sarah seemed very upset by that and I was just well like, oh and the she reason for that, that no the reason for that is because at that point Sarah is still holding a secret. Hello, Mazers, good to see you there. Um, Sarah is still holding this secret and she does, and she's feeling guilty about it and she doesn't know how to, how to hang around Jordan, her boyfriend, because there's this thing now. And right. Natalie even okay. calls her on it and says, look, if it's a secret, you know, cause she asked her, she's like, have you ever had a secret that could ch change everything? She's like, well, I, I don't think it's the same kind of secret, which it's not because Natalie's from a completely right. different universe. But she says... You know, she tells Sarah, you either find a way to tell him or you find a better way. You find a better way of hiding it, yeah. because right now you're giving off all these signals. Yeah, I will say I really like Natalie. I, I wasn't expecting to. She's growing on me. Yeah. Because, yeah, no, it, 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 I'm not sold got, on her yet. We got the angst last episode. I thought that's all it was going to be. But now I'm just like, no, she's fun. She gets along with the guys. Great. She's. Fitting in really well. I mean, she's she's fun. It's, it's still early. It's still yeah. early. But I think um, I'm still I'm still at that point where I'm I'm willing to give them a certain amount of leeway because of how much trust they earned with the first season. Yeah. So we'll see. I I don't know. And and the whole. But yeah, this this episode telegraphed a lot. I feel like you saw everything coming before it happened. I think there it, it was basically just filler. I think they were just twiddling their thumbs until they got to do. No, it's not filler. It's setup. They're they're putting pieces in place on the board, and then here it goes. And I and right. it could very well be. It could very well be that they're trying to be too clever by half. We're going to set all this stuff up and you see all of this coming and then next episode we're going to yank the rug out from under all of it. Yeah. 
So yeah, we're doing all of this predictable stuff. But next week, gotcha. Yeah, with the pro with how the promos are looking, we're getting doomsday. Well, very, very quickly. Well, Helbing did say Helbing did say that the third episode we get the full reveal of of Doomsday. Which I hope he looks good. There was no spikes in the suit. Well, he's not out so of the I, suit. Yet. I know. But I mean, you look, usually you they look have... here. You no, because you look here. There are no spikes anywhere except for where he's already punched through the suit. Hmm. In the original design, those spikes didn't start coming it's until he really started doing all good. of this, all of the damage he was doing. I really hope they make it look good. As long as he doesn't look like Sam Witwer, yeah. or some some weird CG something, I don't know. What? Uh, Keely has a good question. Let me uh, let me pop this up. Uh, Keely Chow says, "What I want to know is why Clark can't be a reporter for his hometown newspaper." Because he needs one job to balance fatherhood with. Well, uh, yeah, and, and helping helping with the football team puts him in proximity to Jordan while Jordan is learning how to control his powers. Actually, that was the that was the reasoning and the rationale behind it last right. year. I think now because, it's just is Jordan still part of the football team? Because we haven't seen. I, I he might not be. But I think Clark still is helping out, so now I think this is going to be him bonding with Jonathan. Could be, yeah, yeah they could be setting up for that. Uh, Critical Blast uh, RJ says they can they can use the CGI frame of Solomon Grundy on Stargirl and and remap uh, and and use mm. use Solomon Grundy for Doomsday. That's no, a possibility. No, what? no, no. The Solomon Grundy. I haven't seen it. So. While I love Stargirl, it looks really bad. It looks really really bad. Okay. Bad is a relative measure. Does it look Google. does it look as bad as the Vespa chase on the last Boba Fett episode? Does it look that bad? Because that was bad. Well, that was bad. Okay, go that was go terrible. Google, Google Stargirl. That was terrible CG. No, well, I the most the were most they CG? Vespa. No, but some of some of that action stuff was right. But it was terrible. It was terrible. No, when you when you see this one, King Shark looked better than you this. mean King Shark in the movie in the Flash had... in the Flash. Okay, let me look here. Who what? A white <sighs> added a white Bronco to that scene. Um, is that that's Solomon Grundy? Huh? Yeah, it doesn't look great. I love that show, but it does not look great. Huh. Especially, and they decided to do a lot of daylight shots with them, and it's not good. For those of you who have not seen Stargirl, and there we go. Um, That's a flattering shot. It yeah, does, it does look like a video game cutscene. It really does. Oh, you should. Yeah, yeah no. As soon as he gets yeah, looks out, bad. the forest shots. Here, oh, what? Oh. It's, no, it's okay. Okay, it's bad. Yeah, because <laughs> <coughs> they only they only plan on using them for like a little bit, but then they started using them a lot more. They, it's gotten a little better. Well, but... one thing that I've noticed in the Arrowverse shows, and, and especially with the Flash, is that you know when you're when you're dealing with CG like. Uh, like with Firestorm, for example. Right. There are certain things that work 
immediately. There were there are certain things that get refined over time as they learn how to do something better. And and Solomon Grundy might be in that later category. Who knows? The, the show is good enough for me to forgive it. Yeah. But at this point, Doomsday's got to be good enough. I mean, I don't know. Robert, I don't know how to phrase that. Robert says he's glad that I hate the Vespa Scooter Gang. I was, he says, I was afraid he'd think I was unnecessarily negative about Star Wars. Now, n- criticizing something that's bad or ob- objectively objectively bad, but also subjectively bad. If you've got an opinion about something that you think doesn't work, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are unnecessarily negative about anything, which, whether it's Star Wars or not. But the 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 Vespa scooters, and I know people have talked about American Graffiti, and they've shown us the diner in the prequel trilogy, which I thought was completely out of place myself anyway. Don't make comparisons to the prequel trilogy. But That's not helping any argument. It, but see, the, the, the problem with the scooters is not so much the fact that they're Dayglow uh, Power Rangers colors. They're not, they're not used and beaten up enough for being on Tatooine. Right. That's my thing. They're not, they're not lived in. And so they get to pop, they pop off because they're not lived in. And that's the that's the problem that I've got. Oh, Keely Chow. Keely Chow, I have a question. Bring that what up. is what is with the ex kryptonite giving normal people oh. superhuman strength? That is uh, that's left over from the first season. This ex kryptonite in the mine, in the Schuster mine. Uh, I don't know if everybody, everybody caught that. I caught it. Uh, the Schuster mine. Apparently, this ex kryptonite, when it is formulated in a particular way, gives humans kryptonian powers and the the reasoning for it i i don't remember now where the x kryptonite originated so it was it was i think first or second episode morgan no 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 i mean like where it came from how it got there okay so if you let me finish what i was i'll let you finish what you're saying you see a a bunch of fire coming out of the sky in a flashback and it lands in Smallville, okay. and that's where Morgan Edge comes in. She, uh, Keely Chow also mentions, um, which is more funnier, Power Rangers and Star Wars or Star Wars in DC? How dare <laughs> you bring up the lightsaber fight in Flash? That's it's so bad. Have you seen that? I have not. I'm I haven't watched the Flash in a couple of years. Oh, I haven't. I didn't watch that season, but it ended with um, Thawn, Barry, and Godspeed having a lightsaber fight with um, lightning. Okay. It was it was awful. There we go. New season of Flash is pretty good though. I it's it's one of those things where when think when something happens that takes you out of the story. For me on Boba Fett, it was uh, it was Danny Trejo showing up. It makes you feel any better. There's no story to be taken out of. No, no, no. There <laughs> is. They're telling a story with Book of Boba Fett. I'm not. They are. Im- I'm not impressed with the story that they're telling, but they are telling. A story. I, it's just not. It's just not the one that I think is I've interesting. I'm enjoying the flashbacks a lot more than I enjoy the modern day stuff. Everything with the Tuscans is really cool, and this is not Superman on the list. My bad. Well, <laughs> it, it goes back. It goes back to a broader conversation we've had in a couple of places about story 
you know, the, the structure of story, the importance of story, you know, characters have to be motivated by something that they want or need. Right. And so far, with regards to Superman and Lois, everything seems to be going pretty well. Every character is driven by a want or a need. Lois needs to have a solid relationship with Natalie. Natalie needs to fit in. Sarah needs to have some resolution in what her relationship with Jordan is going to be. Um, uh, Lana needs to have some stability both for her family but also for her hometown and that's going that's what's leading into her running for mayor. So everybody has a need. Uh, John Henry has a need to, to be there and be a good father for Natalie and also to help re- establish a new life in this new universe. So he's got he's got his priorities. Anderson's need is to have a Superman that he can control. So everybody's got something that's that's motivating, which is good because that drives story. It seems that somebody has a need for Doomsday. Yeah, because at the end there, that scientist who's who's responsible for the excavation of the ex kryptonite contacts somebody. Who do you think she's? I think it's Luthor. You think it's Lex Luthor? Yeah, could be. Also, are they are they changing the uh, origin story? To um, not origin story, but uh, how Krypton exploded, and are they making it Doomsday? Because I don't they know. keep saying the visions. Are you no, are you no, seeing it? He's a, a he's assuming destroyed. he's oh. assuming that he's seeing Krypton explode because it could be this residual leftover memory from when he was right. a baby and the planet exploded. Okay. What he's actually seeing. Is Doomsday punching up through the mine and coming well, out? Well, there there were seeing. screams, and there yes. were no screams. I there there weren't any screams during the earthquake. It may be. I was wondering if he's seeing both visions of the present and of the past. Could be. It could be a combination. I really hope Doomsday is not isn't <laughs> what blew up. Krypton. Well, that's not what they're going if, for. If it is, that's another opportunity to bring in Brainiac, because Brainiac in yeah. in one of the retellings of the destruction of Krypton, depending on which one you do, and I think one of the animated shows did this, Yeah, Brainiac was not necessarily responsible for Krypton exploding, but he saw it coming, and instead of Instead of uh, anybody, you know, telling anybody, hey, the planet's about to explode, he kept all of that information to himself and started hoarding all of these resources so he could escape the destruction of Krypton. And he made Jor-El enemy of the state. Yeah, and it could too. very yeah, well be... Yeah, that was be, the pilot for... It could very well be that Brainiac and Doomsday, you know, some somehow Brainiac, Doomsday caused the destruction of Krypton and now is on Earth. That's a stretch. I don't know that they're going to go that way. Again, I agree. I want to see Brainiac. It'd but be, it'd be better if they do bring Brainiac in, and if they do bring Lex Luthor, we get the we get the opportunity to have Luthor put Brainiac's cranium on his head, so we get Luthoriac, Brainiac, Brainiac Luthor, oh, the from, Luther, from the uh, from the seventies. 
This oh. is from way back. Well, they um, also did something like this in the uh, just the Ultimate series, where Luthor and Brainiac fused together. Yeah, that that's a that's a little bit different than oh. than what I'm I'm gonna show you here. Let me let me because it's it's happened a number of times, but I want to show you what in the world. Um, Max Luthor Brainiac. All right, so images. This is I need to I need to see if I can find it from way back. See this this Luther this this one here. That's yeah. That's not that's not the one I'm talking about. That no. you're talking about that is an animated one. But this yeah. is this goes back even further. Oh, I just saw an image. I would love to see. Here we go. This oh. this right here. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> this is when Luthor and Brainiac merged. Oh, this was back late seventies, mid eighties. Uh, no, I think I think this was mid eighties. I think this was uh, this was after John Byrne revamped and rebooted. And this is Brainiac taking over Luthor's body um, with his with his devices. Like, ah, oh, we're going to gonna partner up. We're going to partner up. Oh, psych. I fooled you. Now I'm in control of your body. I'm Maybe. I'm on board with that. I'm I'm perfectly I'm perfectly fine with that. Let's bring saw, back the Brainiac Luther team, right? I saw a photo of the Legion of Superheroes, and um, I'd really like to see them in the Legion of Superheroes, like a live action or yeah. It's been done before. I just saw a picture, and that's that's something that I would like to see in the show. I don't know that you're going to be able to do that. I mean, we've had we've had the Legion show up in live action before. They've shown up in in the CW, in the Arrowverse. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And somebody earlier mentioned Allison Mack maybe playing Lucy Lane. My understanding is that Jenna Dewan is going to reprise the role that she played because she played Lucy over in Stargirl, uh, not Stargirl, Supergirl. So my understanding is that she's coming back to play the character again. So we'll see about that. But I do think that it's interesting. They're going to they're gonna have to be very, very careful how they play this one out. Because if they're pulling from the headlines, Allison Mack's story about being involved in the Nexium sex slave cult, they have to be very, very careful about yeah. that. Because, you know, if it's on the periphery and this thing happened over here and Lucy's feeling traumatized by it, that's one thing. But if they get really detailed... They yeah. could be getting into some issues, but oh. I think, I think the I think the the Sarah Jordan thing is going to get resolved either next episode or the episode after. We have two two episodes max, something will get decided there. I don't think they're going to lean into a Sarah Natalie thing. We get Doomsday full reveal next week, and maybe we've got Lex Luthor coming in. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I'm still waiting are... for Terra Man. We are looking for somebody for what's the paper called? The The Smallville Small Gazette? <laughs> yeah. Do you think we're gonna get a new character? Or do you think we'll get Oh, they're looking to hire people? Um Well that could be that could be an opportunity for Clark to go back to work doing doing reporting, but I don't think he will. Well do you think we get uh Jimmy Olson? <laughs> oh, I think I got a no. no, I don't think we'll get Jimmy Olson. Because in this universe, Jimmy Olsen, last we saw, was 
you know, running Catco. That is, we're not going to get Cub Reporter Jimmy Olsen in in the Arrowverse. Eh, it was a hope. I think if we do, if they do hire somebody to be their their reporter and and whatnot, um, it'll probably be somebody young, mm-hmm. and it will likely be a character who has some kind of social media internet savvy. I guess it could be one of the kids. Maybe. But see, this is is where my mind goes, being in advertising and marketing, because this would be... This would be social media synergy. So let's say that they're, they're let's say Smallville Gazette actually hires somebody to be their new reporter, right? Or at, at the very least, somebody who can help them put everything together and do the marketing and whatnot. Then they turn around and the Smallville Gazette gets an Instagram account and a Facebook account and whatever. And this character mm-hmm. is running those accounts in real life in out out here in the real world we get little bits and pieces we saw some of this with marvel um the daily bugle had a had an online presence um what's her name reporter blonde reporter that was hounding tony stark all the time she shows up every now and again in these little vignettes and reports online so it's not an unusual thing it's not unprecedented but they could do that in a little bit. And that way, there's there's marketing for Superman and Lois that also feeds into whatever storylines are playing out. Okay. I don't think they're going to do that, but there's an opportunity to do that. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's it's early. They it may It may circle around to where they don't even hire anybody because with Lois's story falling apart, right. then... They lose the you know, They lose the Gazette. The other possibility is that they hire Lucy. Okay. And Lucy becomes the 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 assistant to, you know, let's help her get her back on her feet and, That'd be and cool. all that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't heard if Jenna is going to be a, a regular or a recurring. Uh all I know is that she's gonna she's she's said to be coming back to play the part, but we don't know how extensive that involvement's gonna be. So there we are. It's an okay episode. No. Not a great episode. Six out of ten, maybe? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. We'll see. All right. That's going to do it for us uh, this week. Don't forget that we do have all of these social media platforms that you can find us. Just look for Sci-Fi for Me. We're on also these uh, these video platforms uh, besides Odyssey and YouTube and Facebook. You can also find us on Rumble and Twitch. And uh, go check out our commentary track for War Games. We did a watch party here this past Sunday. We watched War Games. I think the next one we're going to do uh, possibly is a what? No, we're not going to do Lamageddon yet. We're going to build up to Lamageddon. I think next time, uh, next next show, I think we're going to do is Runaway, uh, starring Tom Selleck. Maybe I don't know. We haven't decided yet. A lot of it's going to depend on what's available in the catalog at the time we decide to do it because Amazon Prime being Amazon Prime, they might take it away from us. So we'll see. We'll let you know. But anyway, be connected to us on the socials so that when we do announce it, you'll know. And if you are new to the channel, we do invite you to subscribe and have your notifications turned on so you know when we put new material out here 
and uh, go sign up over on Odyssey uh, so uh, so you can help us out there as well. So that's going to do it for us. Thanks very much for being here, everyone. That's the that's, that's there are there are a couple of things to remember. All right, because in in all of this, we've talked about using the doomsday story over and over and over and over again. Oh, we're still going. No, okay. hang on. No, no, we're not still going. Oh, okay. I'm I'm, okay. I'm 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 closing out with this thought. <laughs> I'm closing out with this thought. One one thing to remember is that the networks are all looking at each other, and they're saying, "What do we own that we can reboot?" Yeah. And there are four lights. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2022 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.